0: Welcome to the Road to Redemption podcast with your host, Cam Williamson. Each week, Cam sets out to shatter the labels and stigmas associated with mental health awareness by giving life lessons and raw overviews of events happening around the world. What is going on guys? Welcome back to this episode of the Road to Redemption podcast. I'm as always your grateful host, Cam Williamson. Today. I'm telling you why your life is not working out the way you want it to. Oh wow, nice and corny, nice and cheesy, hits all the motivational speaker, you know, things for YouTube. I'm going to tell you something about you that you don't know. Huh? Probably not, but we're going to mm-hmm. chat. I'm going to run through, if you're here, if you clicked on the video, it means your life ain't going the way you want it to. Means things are messed up, means that you keep trying, it's not working, you don't know what to do, you don't know what else to say, you got no thoughts in your head, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to pull up to your cousin Cam and we're going to have a fireside chat by the road to redemption, okay? Let me start by saying this, I got people working under my house, if you hear voices and banging and shit like that, if it starts to get real excessive, I'll shut it down and uh, maybe I'll pick it up later. That's first thing, number one. want to apologize for that. Second thing, it's good to see you. It's good to be back. I took a little sabbatical from work. Had some stuff going with my kiddo. Had to deal with that. And then, you know, things have been crazy. Is my life what I want it to be? No, but I'm getting there. And we're going to talk about something very important today. Why is your life not what you want it to be? It's because at some point, You stopped either believing that that thing was possible. You changed, which is fine. You can change and decide that the dreams that I had as a child are not what I want anymore. And you can change and you can grow. But sometimes the world changes you. Things happen. People come in and out of our lives. Hobbies and jobs and... Musical tastes, phases, fads, whatever, culture, fucking coronaviruses come through life and it changes you foundationally as a person. And I think we all know the feeling of when you're effortlessly floating through life, not in a coasting type way where you're going through on autopilot, but in a way where you're like, I wake up every day, I don't have many things that are bogging my mind down, my body feels pretty good. Um, I feel like I'm in good relation with people around me. I'm in good standing financially. These are things that make us feel safe at a very core level, right? Well, some of us have learned that even into your thirties, you can wake up with stable finances. Kids are good. taken care of jobs. All right. Hobbies. You got them. If you want them, some people don't want them. Some people do. It's whatever. Some people have a very core group of friends, and some people have decided that's just not for me. Like, I'm that way. I don't have friends, really. It's me and my studio and my camera. You guys are my friends. When you guys type in and tell me what you think of the show, that's you giving me feedback on my life in real time just as much as my friends and family do. You guys probably watch the show more than my friends and family do. Um, But that's because who I am on my show is very authentically myself. That's still very difficult for some people in my life to deal with, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about right now is if life's not going the way you want, it's because you let people change it, really. There are parts of you that are the same, and I don't care who you are listening to this. There are parts of you, whether you're 58, 75, or 13. If you are 13 let me tell you this when you are 35 you will still pretty much feel the same your hobbies and your interests will change your friends will change the faces around you may change some they may change a lot I don't know I can't tell you that individually but I can tell you that at the essence of who you are you will be the same person the angst or the lack thereof that you have you'll still have that or not have it the humor The things that are important to you, um, you know, the way that life seems to you will be the same. Now, that's not to say if you have negative thought patterns and stuff like that, that you can't change those. You absolutely can. But I have found at least from observing people, which is my favorite thing to do is just watch people see what they're up to and see how you can help them. You look around and you go, man, I've known you since you were like eight years old. My buddy Griff. I I love that dude. One of my favorite human beings in the entire world. Best drummer I know. Amazing fucking hockey player. Dude kills life. He's one of my best friends from childhood. Sorry, sick. And I look at Griff and I go, man, you've been that same brother for your whole life. Now you've grown and you've matured and you've got a family now and shit, but like, I watch him from a distance. We don't talk and stuff like that every day. But I watch him, and he's always such, like, a motivator to me my whole life because he always was when we were kids. I would watch Griff play hockey, and I'd be like, damn, I got to get better at hockey. His brother Trey was really the better skater of all of us. But, like, just being around them made you always want to be better. Their family was so fucking talented at everything that they did that, like, especially drumming, music, like, all of my music tastes come from my buddy Griff, really. Um, and it's like, when I watch people like him, he always gives me hope because he's still out playing music and he's doing it like in a big way. So when I see stuff like that, I'm like, that's someone that never let life change them ever. He's only gotten better throughout his life being the best version of himself. And that's what I've always idolized about him is like, he never let fucking anyone change him. And he never had people really tried. Not that I know of. I'm sure he had things that he dealt with that I I can't, you know, I don't know. But, like, his parents always were just about who he was because he was dope. And that's the kind of stuff that I hope, like, through those lessons of observation that I can share with you guys. Because that's one thing that I wish I was more like. I changed a lot over the years. Like, but I didn't really. I just acted like I did. I would show up around other people and I would start acting different. And that's why, honestly, I think Griff and I stopped hanging out because he's like, I don't know this guy. I don't know this guy that wants to be mean and angry or bad, do legit bad shit. Being wild and fun is one thing, but doing bad shit is another. And I took on this thing of like people pleasing somewhere around, I don't know, middle school or something. And Griff never did he was like, no, nah, dude, we're straight. Like, we've always been straight as boys. Like, what the fuck are we doing with this? And then it was, it, it became like, you distance yourself from people. And you can even see it as "Oh, you're trying to hold me back from being the best version of myself. And they're like, nah, fam, I love you. I know you. I know you better than anyone. Now, like, again, we were kids. So these are never conversations that we had. But like when him and I touch base, I still have that brotherly connection with him where you can go like, dude, I remember who I am when I'm around you. I just saw my homie Ronnie um, the this last, you know, month. And when I saw Ronnie again, instantly, I felt parts of myself come back that had been dead for so long, which is like the free side of myself, the side where. Sure, when Ronnie and I were the closest we've ever been, things weren't great for us going on. But we, it was like we had such a camaraderie around each other that was like no matter what happens, we got us. No matter what the fuck goes down. Good, bad, legal, illegal, death-defying, whatever it is, like that's us on everything. And I, for so long, got caught up in my head that my romantic interests was where I gained this loyalty from, and I forgot it wasn't. It was my fucking boys. It was my boys that had always fucking been there for me, and I ran from them for women and shit. And then you look, and you try to start blaming people. Oh, I lost him because he didn't want to side with me or be down with me when I got with her and he thought I was whatever. And it was like, man, they didn't give a fuck about any of that. They cared about you. And when you started doing bad shit or acting in ways that were outside yourself or things that weren't healthy for you, people that loved you try to tell you that. And here's the thing, man, that you can't get away from. People know when you're bullshit. You could be the best bullshit artist in the world. You could have all the credentials, all the whatever to say you're a good actor, you're a good negotiator, you're a good fucking whatever. People who know you and have spent a significant amount of time around you, they can tell, they, it's a physical feeling people get when you're not being authentic with them. When you start lying, there's a, there's a, an ick that enters the room. When you start acting outside of who people know you are, when you start talking differently around different people, or you start lying about situations that you're in, when people are like, dude, we were there, that didn't happen, or that didn't happen that way, why is he lying like that? And that's the person I became, Uh-oh, we got some tapping going. Um, that's the person I became, which was like, I became the guy that would just, uh make stories not that I would lie but we would dress up stories more to seem cooler when like my friends who were really my friends never had any interest in that they were like no man there's nothing wrong with how we live we're cool why are we trying to act like we either come from this or don't come from this or why are we acting like we got more than we have or what are we doing and that's really where I started to notice my life slipped away from me was I let the world and when I say the world, some of that's the opinions of others, uh, the opinions of myself, the the general cultural norms of the time. Like I grew up in the 90s in the Midwest. So like I thought I was going to be some gangster rapper when I was 13 through 18. Right. I thought I was going to be like Machine Gun Kelly or something like that. And it was like people that loved me was like, Cam, you're off. You're off on this one. But i'm like no you guys don't understand the pain and the angst and you guys should hear me and you should hear the things i'm doing and they're like no fam we hear you we're just telling you this ain't it you're off we can see it everything you're doing right now isn't working we see it we see the flaws and, and all the holes in this you can't see it because you're attaching to this for some reason you know it's false you know it's fake And here's the thing, when you got to start pretending to be someone else to please people, it's over. When you got to take someone else's image and go, I need to be that for people to like me, it's over. You've lost. Those aren't your people. Why? I don't know. Maybe they were your people for a really long time. Again, there's, there's no saying why, like, again, me and Griffin were brothers since we were in kindergarten. And we stopped talking in high school and we still keep in loose contact today. So it's like, do you lose people forever because people change and people grow and they evolve? And some people don't like ID evolved and I was going in bad places. So we grew apart. But it's like that doesn't mean that you're completely useless to each other. Right. Griff will never know the way he motivated me through my life. He, you know, and uh, Ronnie will never know like the things he's done to keep me going through my hardest times. And like when I sat down and I wrote a whole book about my love life, when I was done, speaking of which, the book is out now. You can buy it on Amazon. Go buy that. I would really appreciate it. Let me know. Tag me in Instagram and all that shit if you buy it. I'd love to hear it. Review it on Amazon for me. That helps a lot. Um, But I wrote that book and I was like, damn, dude, I wrote about all my ladies. I didn't write about my fucking boys. My boys barely showed up in it, and they were my fucking boys. Griff shows up in it in the very like third chapter, and he's in it for two seconds. And it's a bad story. It's not a fun story to tell. It's like, dude, we had so many good stories that I didn't even think of until the book was over. I was like, oh, my God, all these good memories of my fucking boys come back. And I was like, damn, fam. And that's like when I took this time to step away, I was like, there's nothing more important than getting back to me. And getting back to that place where, like, my boys know that I'll always be there for them. My kids know I'll always be there for them. And, like, outside of trying to make sure that I can be the best human being I could be for, like, my kids. Specifically my youngest daughter. Because I'm around her every single day. I physically don't have the capacity to, to like, focus on anything else. Now, like, I don't have friends. Like I said, I have boys from back home who I never get to see. But it's one of those situations where, like, I'm trying to even be better of just checking in with them. Because we were the type that was like, how's your mom's? Something's wrong? Done. That's handled. What? Let's talk about something else now. And I thought that I got that from being around women all the time. And I didn't. I didn't have the resources to do that for women most of my life. That came from my fucking boys and us doing hood rat shit to figure life out and being like, yo, that's who we are. That's why life works so easy together is because when we were making shit work, we just made shit work, no matter what the cost was. Now, understand there's some toxicity and there's some things that you all need to grow and evolve from. But that's the thing, too, is I hold a responsibility in that. I don't in any way call myself the leader of my crew back in the day back especially when we were doing some not so great things to make things work but i was a formative part of the group and i was more the part of the group that would pull back on some of my boys and be like yo we might not want to do this one might be a smart idea to sit this one out and while they would call me a pussy or call me a bitch and all this stuff it's like well hey that's my job here it's my job to keep us out of jail It's my job to make sure we don't get killed tonight. It's my job to make sure we make it home. That's my job. So then when I became a soldier, and that was just what you do naturally, well, I had already been doing that. Now I'm just doing it with a uniform on, and it felt funny. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. But, and then it all came so naturally to me that way, where it was like, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to get this done, and we're going to get back to the house. Done, done. No talking about it. No nothing. So it was a very smooth transition. So then when I got married, I was just that guy. Oh, you want this? Done. Got it. Too easy. You want what? Got it. Done. That's done. No emotion involved. Nothing. Because I think at some point in my life, I just learned that like emotion gets you hurt. Emotion makes you distracted. Emotions oftentimes leave you feeling alone where... When you're just a person who doesn't involve themselves in that, that you don't involve yourself in trying to be something for someone or you don't involve yourself in trying to please other people. It can seem very selfish at times for you to go, I'm just going to do me and focus on me because I need to, because I have responsibilities that I have to focus on. That's where the people around you can make life quite the dance. Because the same people who say they support you, probably don't support you when you're doing the things they wouldn't want you to do. And that's how you know when someone loves you. If you're standing there telling them this is what I want to do. And I've said this a 1000 times on this show. If, I, if this is what I want to do, whether it be a gangster rapper at 16 from the Midwest, or I want to take this job, or I don't want to do these things, whatever. And that person is standing there going, I'm telling you, I like that's not going to happen for you. That person doesn't love you, right? Now, if you're doing drugs, if you're having an intervention of sorts, we're not talking about that situation, right? You don't get to go to your family tonight if they have an intervention with you and be like, well, Cam said, Cam did not say you're not held accountable for your actions. I'm saying it's no one else's fucking business. What you decide is okay for your life. People can think they know what's best for you. People can see you doing harmful things and mention those things to you from their perspective. They may seem like it's not a good thing to do. But in the end of life, you are the one that pays for your consequences. So I I always ask you this. If you are at the end of every single day, every bad thing that's ever happened to you, at the end result of every terrible fucking decision you've made, let's not talk about the good ones. At the end of every terrible fucking decision you made, did you at least stand there and go, I made the decision I wanted to make. No one else influenced this decision for me. I did this for me. And doing this for me also means doing it for your kids when you have kids. That's just a natural thing. I'm not going to put that disclaimer in there every time I say that. I don't assume that all the listeners of this show assume selfishness out of me. So you have to engulf everything and go, if I'm not doing what's best for me and I'm not living the most authentically for me... And also, if I'm not doing that, if I'm living in this very fake way that makes me miserable, and everyone around me knows it, and they're okay with watching it, that means they don't love me the way they think they do. They may think they do. They may think that they have all these different feelings for me, but I've thought I've had different feelings for a lot of different people, and we've all shown how that works out. So you can go, let me just do me, let me take care of mine, and let the rest fall where it lays. Sometimes that gets very complicated with emotions. There's more tapping. It gets very complicated because people feel. Unfortunately, sometimes life happens to people and some people start to feel less. And that makes people very uncomfortable when they're used to you being a big feeler all the time. Sometimes I think parts of you just wear out, you know. And that's okay. If you were once very excitable and now you're not, that's okay. Don't let people push you back to an unevolved version of yourself to keep you in a light that they think you should be in. Grow. Grow in a way that feels natural for you. So that way life feels good when you wake up every day. And life is peaceful when you lay your head down at night. Because guess what? It's often not. Everything on your exterior will do everything possible to make sure that it's not. You have to make sure that you control the shit you can control, and make choices that feel good to you. I'm not saying become uh, uh, this hedonistic lifestyle person where you're going around fucking indulging in everything, doing all this drugs and drinking and doing all this shit. Don't do drugs. Don't drink and drive. This is your week starting safety brief. Don't drink and drive. Don't do drugs. Wear condoms. Don't do dumb shit. Right. Don't, don't drive too fast. Like your cousin Cam's taking care of you. Do whatever the fuck you want to do outside of those things, right? Take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. Treat yourself like you're someone you give a fuck about. And also remember that you only get this life one time. Don't sit around next month and go, what the fuck am I still doing with this life? Sitting on the couch, eating bullshit, watching TV shows, people pleasing, not doing the shit I want to do, not making this, not getting anywhere in life, or maybe I'm grinding my balls off and I don't ever see my fucking, you know, my, the people that are important to me, my boys, maybe I never check in with my boys because I've become Mr. Fucking responsible all the time that I don't even know how to and check in with my boys for a minute. And be like what's up man how's how's life how are things be a good person in other aspects outside of being a good husband boyfriend fiance fellas there's more to that you're a father you're somebody's boy you're somebody's son you're somebody's grandson you're somebody's nephew you got to remember those fucking people man it's not all about you know fairy tale fantasy shit all the time. And I think guys like me sometimes well, we grow up with no idea of what love is, so you chase it real hard and then you realize it's it's a lot of it is smoke and mirrors and it's it's weird. So I would advise all of you, if you're younger than like 30, stay the fuck out of it. Just stay out of relationships, get to know people, have a lot of friends. Have fun. Be responsible. But like as far as attaching yourself and acting like you're about to be friends or girlfriends or whatever with people for life, fellas, if you're younger than 25, shut the fuck up, please. Please shut the fuck up. I beg of you to shut the fuck up. Women, you're a little better with it. Men, shut your mouth. Quit hurting these women. Leave them alone. Let them be. Let them go and be the excellent fucking beings that they are. Guys, women are awesome. They're better than us. We lose. That's a fact. We fucking lose. They are better than us, especially if you're anything like me, where you got kids and you got them by different people. Like, understand this. Your baby mom is the best person in the world. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't care what she's done. You've done shit too. And the fact that she had a kid... That is yours, and now she has to put up with your dumb ass. Hey, I got respect for any baby mom out there, right? (laughs) That's hard for me to say, but I'm saying, when you put yourself in situations where you do live authentically, and you do intermix with people, and you do have children, and you then no longer have romantic relationships with them, you do still have a responsibility to care for those people. Men. Caring for them doesn't always mean you do what you once did, right? I would never disrespect my ex-wife by, you know, showing up to her house unannounced to make sure that she's good. That doesn't make any sense. That would be wild for many reasons. But when you see them or if you see them going through something or I mean, there was an instance a couple months back where my ex-wife was having like a fucking meltdown and this i don't even really want to get into it but, it's, but she was having a bad day she was just having a bad day and somehow we were doing our kid swap so i happened to be in her sphere of reality when she's having this meltdown and a part of me kind of kicked back in where i was like hey man it's gonna be all right yeah you're you're a strong person you can do this it's okay you're gonna be all right just breathe with yeah, breathe for me for a second you know and it felt weird to do that But at the same token, I'm like, man, I got love for you though. Like that. It don't have to be this thing that we've made it all this time. That shit is so fucking stupid that you, you involve your energy into someone, you give them so much of yourself. And because you look at each other and go, man, did we make some fucking dumb decisions? But like, I don't have, I don't want you to be bad. I don't want you to be upset. I don't want you to hurt. I don't want you to like Whatever, yo, I'm trying to be good to you, like I told you I would, but just because I don't have these fairy tale feelings anymore, that doesn't mean that I don't want you to not be good, or that I don't have ways of keeping certain promises I made that I'll always make sure you're good. Yo, that's called being a fucking man, dude. You lay down with someone, you make a kid with them, you fucking take care of that shit. You may not always be able to do it perfectly, I guarantee you won't. But I'm telling you from a man's perspective, you will never be genuinely authentic if you're running around making decisions that are outside of being a good father to your kids. And I say that with all the confidence in the world. That's having a son that I don't fucking talk to because of the situation surrounding it. It's in the book. I have a daughter who lives in another state that things have been just honest, rocky as fuck lately. And then I have my youngest who I see every day And it's the joy of my fucking life So option number three Has absolutely zero wiggle room To be fucked with Fellas I think a lot of you need to get back to here Three Find your people That you can take care of That naturally bring out the best in you And be there for them In whatever way you can And don't try to be more than you can be. And don't show up less than you can be. You can only do what you can do. Just be honest with people. Tell them where you're at. Tell them what you can give. And tell them what you can't. With that, I love you. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Thumbs up the video. Subscribe. I'll see you in the next one. Love you.